The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. Give the gift of White Sox baseball with a holiday flex pack purchase. Six vouchers starting at $49 or upgrade to 10 vouchers starting at only $70. This upgrade offer is $100 off the regular price and only available through the holidays. Learn more at WhiteSox.com slash holiday packs. Live from the old National Bank State Street Studio, across from the historic Chicago Theater, you are listening to Waddle and Sylvie on the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. This is WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. Forgot my cold medicine. Did you? So if I start sounding more and more like Kathleen Turner, it's because I forgot my cold medicine and my what kind four of cold hours medicine do you up. take? I just bought the Walgreens the Dayquil. Um, yeah, you need the some. Walgreens. I got some works. You do? Yeah, I've always got a medicine cabinet yeah. because Tyler's I work at Waddle. Oh. Like, he's like a uh, pharmacy. Tyler, I would love if you have any kind of Dayquil. Yes, we can make that happen. Oh, you're the best. Thank you very much. Do you really much. have Dayquil? I think I have Dayquil in my bag, too. I probably gave some, it to you. I've got some you ibuprofen. One. I, got I a worked lot of with stuff. someone I'm, I'm, who remains nameless, obviously, um, no longer with us, uh, years ago at the ESPN at the Mothership in um, Bristol. And um, he had a drinking problem. And he would have his... Uh, either like uh, cold medicine, little little bottles of it, or his mouthwash in his coat pocket. And during like that's a, that's a hardcore alcohol. Oh yeah, like if you're getting for, drunk on yes. During so he mouthwash, he was he, drinking mouthwash. Or was it booze in a mouthwash container? I, I think he was drinking mouthwash because I think no. it started. I that's, think no. Yes. Are you serious? Kitty yes. Dukakis ish. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Oh, is that what she uh, did? Yeah, I think she was. I think that's what she was doing. Honestly, I'm impressed. That's yeah. that's a, that's quite a commitment. He was uh, one well, of that's our. Not oh, good, thank though, you. Jeff. It's, but but still, it's impressive. Yeah. It was pretty. It was really sad though because of course we would be. I was a production assistant and we'd be watching the games and he would come. He was one of the NFL analysts and he would come and look over our shoulder and then like you could just smell it on him. Right. So come to think of it, I wonder if he was doing both and he used the mouthwash to cover up the smell. Of, yeah, that's probably of the more alcohol. Likely. Because I think he got he I think he was you know he they, had he had one of each in each holster on his sides he yeah had, he had a little booze here and a little mouthwash there yeah yeah it was That's really not good no yeah, way really, to bring us down Peck just, you know, it's, a, it's a cloudy day it's a Tuesday you know <laughs> bears are on by you know it doesn't look like the Cubs are getting uh, show hey White Sox aren't signing anybody yeah, all right Bulls suck yeah. Hey, so and the, and the White Sox are uh, closing in on a uh, deal with Eric Fed, right? Who is that? He was you in know, the. He's actually an inside joke. Is that joke. Elmer's brother? <laughs> <laughs> that would be fud. Sorry. He's an inside joke between me and you one of my buddies fud. because he you was just fud, right? awful. You're back. He was until he went to the uh, he Korean went to what, baseball, Korea, right? Yeah, yeah KBO. And now a sweeper. How Look out! This? White Sox have an ace. Jerry might win a bidding war against Steve Cohen for this guy. 
I have absolutely no idea what the F you guys are talking about right now. Baseball nerding right now. Yeah, are you nerding The White Sox are making moves, Waddle. Well, we're going to talk to Jesse at 4 o'clock and see what's going on. I guess the latest is is that, that uh, wasn't it a, a Nightingale tweet, Meller? That, Correct. That said that... Uh, the optimism is waning on the north with, side. With the north side. For Shohei Otani. Well, there seems to be a lot of demands on his part. On Otani's part. I did not Other realize... like $600 million? Uh, and not talk to the yeah. media. Is it, a, is it an issue? I didn't issue? realize that he didn't talk. He didn't... After the MVP was yeah, announced. Right. Is it... I have no idea. That's he, why I'm asking. Is it arrogance or is it just being uncomfortable and anxiety about so, having I, to do all of these I think media it's... Requests? He's very... Okay. He's very regimented. The way he wants to go about how he prepares day in and day out. He, he does a lot of film work in regards to how he approaches it because he has to obviously do both pitching and hitting, so he's constantly accounting for his time. And so that is a big portion of why he wants to do things. He wants to do it his way to make sure he gets the best out of his ability. In addition to that, I know he is very adamant about getting his sleep. He sleeps, I'm not kidding, like 14 hours a day. Oh, my gosh. Because I don't he, sleep 14 hours in three days. So, well, you know what, though, is in a return, you know, you say, OK, fine. But there's reasons why some of these are in player contracts, yeah. uh, which are bargained with the players associations sure. of whatever sports. I mean, I, that is amazing, though. So then he would have to basically sleep. I mean, he, he ba- no, I, I, listen. It's reported whether or not, you know, I, I can't, I'm not with Shohei Otani. I can't uh, give you firsthand account telling you he's going to sleep every night at whatever it is as soon as he gets home from a baseball game. But he he wants his sleep and whatever. Why would you argue with the results he's gotten, right? I think Jesse has said from the very beginning, too, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Jesse has, has reported that, um, you, you know, if he decides against the Cubs, it won't be because the Cubs gave him a bad offer. It will be because... The environment he'll be exposed to here in Chicago will be different than maybe Toronto or with the Angels or even Los Angeles with the Dodgers because, you know, celebrity, that that's the atmosphere. Yes. Like people, and, and, and I was talking with Jesse about this, and, and he even said, this may sound strange or minor or weird, but even when you leave Wrigley every single day, you have to walk across, what is it, Waveland? Into where the players park. And that right. whole stretch, which is in a huge stretch, is going to be 15 people deep on both sides. And if you're someone that doesn't want all of that attention, as weird as that may sound, 81 home games a, a year. Oh, Tommy, that little stretch yeah. right now is so small, they could literally tent it. They would have to. They would, here's the thing. You could tent it so that he never sees any fans. But, but, if in fact, but if, in fact, that is something that he is apprehensive about, like, and not just that, but if you sign a $600 million contract with the Cubs, Marquis is going to want to have you talking yes. to them through an interpreter or yes. however you're most comfortable on a consistent basis. You even said he didn't want to talk after being announced as the MVP of the American League. I don't know if, honestly, I don't think that's a demand you can have, though. I don't think he's going to all of a sudden become somebody who talks to the media every day or every other day. 
if you want Shohei Otani, you're going to have to adhere to the terms he's giving what? you. Who cares? Like, if I'm a Cubs, I'm a Cubs fan. If he never says a word to the media, yeah, I don't I, care. I, I'm with you there. I'm, but, it's not about if this what is I the, care about. It's what. Like, this is a business decision. If, in fact, they sign him to a big deal, I would think that Marquis would want to have some access to him. Sure. And there is going to, you know, I mean, you could season tickets. Yeah. You know how crazy that okay. place will but be. They'll think- sell that joint out, and he will be the focus of every single day up there. Versus if he was playing with the Angels or he was playing with Toronto. He's going to bring in so much money I for totally your agree. franchise. Build an underground garage. No, okay. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. The Cubs, the Cubs, they, that won't be a deal breaker for the Cubs. I'm sure no. they'll do whatever he wants. Yeah. The question is, does he want what the Cubs are? You know, and he, I'm sure he, I know Jesse has talked about how he, he appreciate, appreciates the nostalgia appreciates. that comes with Wrigley and the Cubs organization, but does he want the fanfare and well, the limelight? that's what I'm saying. Like, right. when I tell you about the, the distance between the stadium and the... I, that's just an example of I would, the fanfare that goes along with being I would take it more to the fact that in Chicago, as you know, as a former athlete yourself, Tommy, that the celebrity that comes with an athlete here... You are very accessible. Yes. You are not, you don't live on an island where no one ever sees you. Nope. you that's just not how Chicago is. You can literally run into celebrities on the street. And people seek it out as well. Yes. Whereas it's, you're one of, I, I mean, you'd be and very, that very. that may be what he is not comfortable right. with. I mean, like, obviously he's got a comfort level in Los Angeles, right? Being with the Angels and then talking to the Dodgers where he will still be famous, but it's a city filled with famous people. He won't stand right. out. People won't exactly. be seeking him at the same level as people care well. Yes. Look, some people, that would be, a, that would be a, 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 you know, an attraction. Like, that would be something. I, it sounds like, hell, I don't know. It sounds like that is something that may work against the Cubs, that they've got such a dedicated and rabid fan base. Right. Sounds like... I mean, didn't Does, they say that the Angels are back in the mix as, as like, going back? Yeah, Buster only's you know, been reporting that it seems like this is more of a possibility now than people maybe... He's going back to a place that haven't won anything. He's got a comfort wow. level in Los Angeles yeah. with the Angels. Does he, does he do commercials in Japan? Does he well, actually... Well, he does the New Balance one here. That's the only one I can think of that he's in, though. Because that's the thing is, it's not about selling out the stadiums because uh, hardly anyone outside of the Angels, uh, have that many seats that they still need to sell out. So it's not about selling out the stadiums. It's more about the uh, products you would be bringing in as sponsors and the patch that hasn't been sold yet on the uniform, that sponsorship. So what goes hand in hand with that? As you know, with a a sponsor, you have responsibilities. So I just don't, I can't imagine him Refusing to like do if Toyota, any of those. If Toyota or whoever Ford Nikon buys, buys the know, patch. Name on all it. the products. I mean, and and the amount of money that they would demand for it. There may be, you know, a you know a request whether it would be honored or not that he be part of a campaign or something. Right. Chris Schroeder is in the Twitch chat, and he says he was just in Japan, and the answer is yes, he's all over the place he, there. Really? See? That's what's so surprising. What do you mean but he's all not, over though, the I mean, place? That's his, you know, it's his first language. I could see why he's, very, you know, he's much more comfortable doing... Right. 
on every billboard and yeah, but then he would be so protected yeah. doing them here. They no one's going to put him in a position uh, on a commercial where he has to carry the dialogue. Yeah, you know that would just wow. That's really listen. That, it, that's there's something. no downside to the team. None. Like no, this I, is a this is a no brainer for the Cubs uh, and any other team in the, in Major yes. League Baseball because the revenue streams, as I said a million times, and everyone else has had the same thoughts. The revenue streams, the ancillary revenue that is created by him being part of your team would subsidize a large portion of the contract. So it's not an issue that the team would have. I, I just wonder how I can't he remember. would feel most comfortable. I can't remember, Waddle. I saw some national baseball writer over the weekend, though, put a dollar for at least $30 million, I think he brings in, in revenue on his own. Yeah. And that's probably lights. That's probably what right. you can account that, for. That, that's, that's, I'd imagine he pays for himself. Right. If you're talking $50, $60 million a year, right. he yeah. basically pays for himself. Right. No other player. a $250 million player yeah. because you're getting the other $250 million revenue. Yeah, the money that you're paying for him, he pays for himself in yes. sponsorship deals. And then all the additional value you get from him as a player, which is the best player in baseball. So, yes, he's well worth it. The Absolutely. question is if, for whatever reason, the Cubs cannot land him. And, again, they're, they're doing everything they can, but ultimately it's Otani's choice because everybody wants him. The question is what would be the pivot for the Cubs because you're willing to invest five, $600 million in him because of the return on investment. But there's no other player out there who's going to give you that type of revenue stream that Otani does. What will they do if they can't land him? I think that's the interesting question. I agree, and that's something definitely to ask Jesse at 4 o'clock. That's a what good point. What will they do if, in fact, this pursuit ends up, you know, fruitless? It, it'll, be, it'll, be, it'll be interesting. Uh, can we get, get back to the – before we get to Waddle's World in about 10 minutes, uh, I wanted to, to give you these numbers, okay? So oh, okay, we get back yeah. to the Bears situation yeah. and what your expectations are going forward. And there were some interesting comments that were made. I think Josina Anderson had some thoughts and – and I believe uh, uh, Albert was with Cap and Jay Hood this morning, and he had some interesting thoughts about a potential thin uh, group of, of potential head coaches going forward, which I think you and I see kind of differently. Uh, but I wanted to, to, to get your take on where the improvement has come with this team. Okay. And the defense has really done some good things the last eight weeks of the season. And over that stretch, they're giving up just 18 points per game. 15 sacks. They've taken the ball away 15 times in those eight weeks. They're the number one run defense in the league overall. Still not enough pass rush because they're still last in the National Football League with 17 sacks. But they have become better with Montez Sweat. He's got two and a half as a bear. He's got nine on the season. And, and Dexter, their rookie, I think, has started to, to flash some, some positive signs as well. So with their defense starting to improve, are you I – mean, how do you value that improvement, or is it negated in some ways based on some of the teams they've played? Like, their four wins have come against teams whose quarterbacks have an average QB rating of 73.5. Like, they've beaten well, Brian Hoyer, they've beaten Sam Howell, they've beaten Bryce Young, and now they've beaten Josh Dobbs. Does that dilute any of the improvement from your perspective? No, because everyone has those teams or teams like that on their schedule. So, no. I mean, you, you, can't, you can't go back in and quantify the stats according to who they played. Um, I, what I see is, I mean, there's no doubt that Matt Eberflus has had an effect. What I think is more damning is... If the Allen Williams situation had never occurred, where would this defense be? If Matt Eberflus did not step in and take over, 
would it be a pedestrian defense? I don't know. It's right? hard to tell. I mean, I think it probably would have been because I don't know how much Eberflus was so much being the CEO and so much allowing his coordinators and coaches to do the job. With that as a backdrop, would that not be a... Um, it would be an indictment of him as a head coach, but it, but it would be a, a, I don't know, it would be a sign that as a defensive coordinator, he's equipped for that job, but maybe this isn't the job that he's most equipped for. Which is an indictment in itself. Right. So absolutely, the fact that he was able to step in and fairly quickly Stop make some bleeding. corrections on the defense, I think is a, is a big indictment that he couldn't see it from afar to step in and and you know force the hand. See, I see at him the too. I mean, but we the talked Alan to him every... stuff also happened so early. Yeah, so early. I, I mean, just from talk, he's a he's a wonderfully nice guy. He obviously knows football. He he has done some really good things defensively. I just don't know if the strength of 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 what his skill set is is to be that CEO of the the organization. He seems to be more equipped to be your DC, not your head coach. I would agree with that. So he I, came in. He now did he, you know, check all the boxes? He checked all the boxes. He was very, very organized. He came in with a plan. He had a system that he wanted instilled. Um, but did he maybe give too much to his coordinators without? Stepping in and putting his imprint on it more. No, I want it like this. I want it like that. I mean, I, I don't know. So what is your expectation for the next five weeks? How the team will react, what they will do, and then ultimately what the destination is for. I know this is a, a you know an all-encompassing question, but for the quarterback and for the head coach. I'm sure you have you know kind of formulated how you feel about this team through 12 games. It's hard to project over the final five games because this is, I look at this as year one of the rebuild. Last year well, was a teardown, uh, and everyone gets a pass for last year for the most part. or n- Not completely, but in a lot of ways. All right. Well, if you're look at the schedule. If they're a top 12 defense right now, which they are, right, then look at the schedule. You have Detroit, uh, Cleveland, Arizona, Atlanta, Green Bay. The defense is going to be top 10. They should be top 10 with that schedule remaining. Not in points allowed, but in yards allowed, correct? Yeah, and overall. Their overall defense. Okay. Uh, so TVOA I'm, or whatever it is yeah. that they use. So then they're, good, they're going to be, they should be finishing as a top 10. Okay, that's great. The offense is so damning because one week you get it to DJ Moore. He has three touchdowns and a a record-setting career-high game. And then you go two, three weeks without getting him the ball again. But then it's Deontay Foreman who gets you your three touchdowns. You know, it's... It, there is so they're so inconsistent offensively. Uh, one week, you know, it could be Justin Fields. There, you don't feel like this team has come together uh, as an offense. I don't know. What do you expect the I, final five well, weeks? You have to be consistent. You have to find. But these are all things they have never done. They haven't won consecutive games since long. 2021. Exactly. 
So That's, when you sit down to watch them play against is, the Lions, what are you expecting to see? What do you, well, why does there have to be an expectation in these final five weeks? Well, I mean, I've you, already made up my mind, Tom. You have. I've made up my mind. What so is, I don't what is, think. What is your mind made up? What are your. That they're not good enough. And that. Massive change should occur. They should, yes. New coach, no quarterback, yes. new GM. Yeah. Uh, and I actually believe that Ryan Poles should be given the opportunity I think he's done a, to straighten the ship. There have been some mistakes, obviously, yes. but I think the. The majority of what he has done, I think, has yeah. has been positive. He's improved this roster, I think, quite a bit. Right. You hold the first coach higher against him, maybe not as much as you would a second coach. Exactly. So you give him an opportunity yes. with the help of the president to come to a conclusion as to who the next coach would be if, in fact, they change coaches. I do believe that. I think that that is what's fair. Um, I think that... Now, if I say he should be allowed to uh, recover from some mistakes, learn from some mistakes, people would then say, well, how come Eberflus isn't allowed to recover from some mistakes and learn from his mistakes? Because he has had game after game after game after game to do that. And I, I think the general managers, the, the evaluation of a general manager for me takes longer than the coach. Absolutely. Because you got to let things. Absolutely. You know, you, you plant and then you have to wait a while. You need players you water, to play. You, you fertilize need, yep. and then things start to grow. Yeah. Now, I do think that, um, boy, this, this draft, if they are top two picks and they don't take a franchise quarterback... And that guy goes on to play the way C.J. Stroud does? Uh, I'm telling you that. Uh, he'll, he'll be looked at, if in fact that were to happen. Oh, my that'll gosh. That'll be looked at as one of the 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 biggest modern-day mistakes. Oh, gosh. Absolutely. Because you can ta- you can actually explain away, in some ways, these, you know your decision not to draft C.J. Stroud. But if C.J. Stroud continues to play the, the way he does. and I you pace have the, for 5,000 yards. Right. Yeah. As yeah. a rookie. Yeah. As a rookie. That would shatter the record. And, and rookie then record. you forego drafting a quarterback when you have the first pick of the draft right. the following year, and one of those guys turns out to be similar, then, like, history, NFL history is not going to be kind to you. No, you don't get those opportunities. Right. Like, you, you blew it. So, like, Sylvia and I have always talked, like, it's not an entirely an indictment on what you've seen from Justin. It's more product of the situation you find yourself in. Because if they had the seventh, 17th or 15th or 14th pick of the draft, you wouldn't go quarterback. Right. You'd build your team in a different way. But the reality is, for the second straight year, there is a very high chance that you're going to be picking first. And you have to decide... That's what you get paid to do up there. You have to decide whether or not one of these guys coming into the league gives you a better chance of getting to where you want to go than the guy that you didn't pick, but you've been overseeing the last two years. The Panthers, if they win another game, they will drop out of the top pick, and the Patriots will have that pick. I I can't see the Panthers winning another game. They came close last week. They did. They did. They came close last week. But so did the Patriots. Where the Patriots lose six nothing. The worst, yeah, that was six nothing. The worst thing that could happen right now. The the Bears are in a four way tie for the fifth pick. The worst thing that could happen would be for uh, the Cardinals, the Patriots, the Panthers, for them all to start winning. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do Waddle's World next, but we did, can we oh, start fine. off with some of the audio that we uh, I promised to play, but we didn't play. Um, 
from, oh, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, what do we have? We have Greer, uh, you wanted to do that? Yeah, we'll do that. That's how we'll start Waddle's World. Instead of, I, instead of giving you some nonsensical stuff that doesn't mean anything to you, we can play that, talk about that. And then after the commercial break, I bring you some stuff that may make you blush. How about oh, that? What, me? Well, by you, I mean everybody. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's next. Peg's in for Sylvie. It's Waddle and Sylvie. This is Waddle's World. And in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run, he's not fast, but he gets open. Bears legend. Amazing. Nine career TDs in the NFL. He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him. Tom Waddle. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Welcome to Waddle's World. Come inside. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Yeah, why not? Let's get weird. Models World's brought to you by our great friends and partners at Wintrust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. Find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank. Visit Wintrust.com slash find us. Member FDIC. How's your uh, cold medicine hitting you? Good. What's that? I said, how's your cold medicine hitting you right now? I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. There you go. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. No, thank you, Tyler. That really helped. Did it give you a buzz? No, but it sounds like my voice is getting deeper and yeah, deeper. Which is good. It means your head's starting it's still to, deeper than to drain. I didn't say that. <laughs> I'm kidding. That came from Peg. I'm kidding. I love Mark. What do we got? We all do. Oh, by the way, before we get to some of the uh, sound I was uh, advertising, before we went to break, I, this is, is this from Nightingale? This is fresh, like... 30 this is fresh ago. out of Nashville. By the way, I haven't been to Vegas or Nash Vegas rather uh, in quite some time. Was the last time you were in Nashville? Last summer. Really? Yeah, we did a family trip there. It is awesome, isn't it? Oh God, it's I, great. My two middle kids went to school in Vanderbilt, yeah. so I spent a lot of time there. And it's such an, a different place now than it was when my oh, second oldest went yeah. there. But I miss it. I think I'm going to have to go back. It's great. Yeah. Anyway, that's where the uh, it's the owners' meetings, right? Yes. Is that what we're doing? GM meeting. GM winter meetings. Winter meetings. Winter meetings. Winter. The loss. This is courtesy of uh, of Nightingale from uh, Nashville, and this just fresh. Los Angeles Dodgers are cautiously optimistic they will sign free agent Shohei Otani, but the Toronto Blue Jays, Los Angeles Angels, and San Francisco Giants still remain firmly in the running for baseball's biggest star. The Chicago Cubs, however, have balked. At Otani's price tag of 10 years and at least $500 million, one high-ranking official told USA Today Sports and appeared to now be out of the bidding. The person spoke to USA Today Sports on the condition of anonymity due to the secrecy surrounding negotiations. Dodgers manager David Roberts, Dave Roberts divulged that the Dodgers met with Otani at Dodger Stadium for a few hours late last week, becoming the first team to acknowledge their private meeting. Otani also met recently with the Blue Jays and Giants officials, but their team officials have declined to confirm. Wow. My Dave, first... Dave Roberts not worried about letting it be known that the Dodgers are yeah. in on Shohei. Yeah, I, and my first response is, is that is a horrible look for the Cubs if, in fact, that anonymous source is, is 100% accurate. That they're balking yeah, at a they're balking years at 10 and year, money. 10 but everyone tournament. knew that that's what it would be. That that's was, the thing. Exactly. Is, you're yeah. not really serious. You right. should if, have never went to the poker table. Yes. Right. If, in if fact, this wasn't out, for, right. if, if this fact, was a deal breaker. Like, this is what this is what we talked about leading up to this. This whole situation was... Are the Cubs going to be really, truly a player in this? And my expectation was, yes, they will. 
because they understand the economics of it. As we've said over and over again, all of us, his contract is subsidized by revenue streams that don't exist for other players. Yeah. So if you were, get, let's say it's 10 years and $600 million, I'm going to be cautiously optimistic and suggest that you could subsidize $300 million of that in revenue, ad revenue, that you wouldn't get if you signed Cody Bellinger. Right. I'm kind of surprised that the cost would be the reason the Me Cubs too. don't land him. I, th- I would, what we've talked about the last half an hour, I thought would be the bigger issue for the Cubs. Things outside of their control. Yeah. Things well, you cannot, yeah, as, as in the Chicago market, things are out of your, you know, what you can handle. Meller, maybe the Cubs want everyone to think that it came down to the money. I mean, what would be their benefit to that? I I don't think there's anything. I I think that would be the worst thing that they... What if they knew that Otani just didn't want Chicago? Then that's fine. Uh, Listen, there's nothing you can control about your geography and about the passion of the fan base and all that stuff. But for me as a Cubs fan, hearing that he's out because of money... Pisses you off. You've lost all goodwill. That you accrued this offseason by going out and getting Craig Council. Yeah. You've lost all goodwill and all faith that I had about this upcoming season. Or, real quick, maybe Jeff Meller has an interesting perspective on this particular story. It's not just me. I want to give Tyler a little bit of credit, too, because, Hmm. listen, Bob Nightingale... Who's Bob Nightingale's best he is, source for baseball info? He is always spot on when it comes to White Sox news. Jerry oh. Reinsdorf. Hmm. Just speculating. So, Meller, continue. Well, I'm just saying it would be interesting that the yeah. nugget about $500 million so being something the Cubs balk at. I, if I'm the Cubs and this isn't pie. true and this is coming from oh, somewhere else. that he's planting it, telling him I heard it was the money. Yeah. If that's the case, the Cubs better come out quickly and deny that and say, I don't know where Bob Nightingale's getting his information, but that that report is hideously inaccurate. That's what I would do if I was the Cubs. Wow, conspiracy. Yeah, Miller, I love it. Wow. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. One high-ranking official is who's being attributed to this here. Knowing- Doesn't get any higher than being an owner. Well... If it's a Allegedly. Cubs high-ranking official... But does it say Cubs high-ranking? It does It says high-ranking official. But if it is a hmm. Cubs high-ranking official, that is, it has to be either Ricketts or Judd. It's not because a Cubs... He would have... Wouldn't he have said a Cubs high-ranking official? He could have. He could have said that. But he could have left it a little more anonymous. Did he just say a baseball... High-ranking baseball official? It just says official? one high-ranking, high-ranking official. official. Draw your own conclusion. And the person spoke to USA Today Sports on the condition of anonymity due to the secrecy surrounding negotiations. So it leads you to believe it could it could very well be a Cubs high-ranking official. But again, this doesn't put the Cubs in a good light. Why would you ever, yeah. ever expose that to the media knowing that you would piss off your fan base? You would they never shouldn't. leak that information to Nightingale or anybody else because that is the sensitivity issue. This comes as no surprise. Everybody knew it was the starting point was a half a billion dollars. Right. The only question was, to your point, Waddle, is it going to go to six? Right. $600 million. If I'm in for $500, i am in for six because I know, again, the revenue streams and it's not my money, by the way. Right. It's always easy yeah. when it's, it's not your easy. Money. It's very easy for me to make these decisions with the Cubs' money. Yeah. He's the most lucrative free agent because he pays for at least half of it. He subsidizes himself. Yes. And then... That's not even counting the value he gives you as the best left-handed power hitter in baseball. Correct. So my question then becomes, 
Why would the if 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 Nightingale's high-ranking official is Cubs related, why would that Cubs related person ever allow this story to be part of the narrative? Because that person would know that this would be the one thing that would piss off the fan base. I, right? I don't. Jed is too shrewd. Yeah, I agree with to you. Be I putting that out there. There's no I don't chance know why, this came from Jed. I don't know why Carter opinion. Hawkins would want that out no, there. He's not no, telling you like, anything that Jed doesn't tell him. He's allowed to say. Jed and and Tom Ricketts would be the only ones with this knowledge. Yes. Because well, it seems maybe like, not the no, knowledge, but the willingness. Well, no, no, no. But it seems like the extent of negotiations and all that stuff with Shohei, the circle is very small. But by the way, yeah, but the team that's putting together the bid for the Cubs is not going to be that small. It would be it, like it maybe only has one or two more people to yeah. it. Yeah, no, there has to be because that's definitely a team that's I mean, doing the pitch. Craig Council said today he did not meet with Shohei Otani. Meanwhile, Dave Roberts is telling people he did. It's interesting. They the didn't approach. even get to that. No, you know what I'm saying though. It's interesting. The Dodgers are letting Dave Roberts be in the pitch. For Shohei Otani. Meanwhile, the Cubs... Is that because, though, that Shohei is in Los Angeles and the Dodgers, it's very easy for them to meet up at the Dodgers facility? Maybe, but here's the thing. You're the Cubs. You just landed Craig Council as in secrecy as a linchpin of your organization going forward. Did you not? Yes. You you know what I mean? Like, they had to meet with him in secrecy because they had David Ross under contract. I would think if you're recruiting Shohei Otani in some way, wouldn't you want Craig Council to be part of that? I've Cubs fan. I'm from, if I'm a Cubs fan, this this report pisses me off. Now again, exactly what Jerry Reinsdorf wants. I think that's funny as hell. Don't look over here. Look up there. Don't look here. Look there. Right. Don't look over here in this mess. Go look up there. Go bother yourselves up there. Good thing we have Jesse at four o'clock. We'll get wow. Jesse's take on this. But that's interesting. That my first thought too, and and like to hear Tyler's voice. The anger in Tyler's voice, I and I think Tyler's anger represents would represent every Cub fan. Not every Cub fan, because I think there's some out there that don't feel like he's worth it. They'd rather see them spend their money on multiple players. But I would argue that you could still do that because, again, his contract pays for half of itself. So, very interesting. Very interesting news coming out of Nashville. Wow. Don't worry. Cubs uh, and Reese Hoskins are... Honing oh, that in. to me is the best story. If in fact, if not Shohei, then who? How are you going to get yourself? How are you going to get yourself where you need to go? You're just going to think that the manager is going to will you to 90 wins? They're going to overpay someone else. They don't overpay anybody, do they? Yeah, they'll overpay someone. I don't know. They do it. I mean, you don't. Not to the point where you're. Last year, they, they surprised quite a few people with the money that they spent. I get Dansby, Dansby Swanson, Swanson, but think about it. But that Dansby, was it was I mean, a good deal. That was a market it, deal, yes. right? Yeah, I mean, they were in the market for Correa. Yeah. He got more. Did he ultimately get more? I think he got more. Right when all was said and done. Did. Yeah, I think so. Um, well, because remember, was considered the third of the three, right? In terms didn't of Correa sign a short term deal with options. I can't remember now because so many were vo- By void. The way, did you guys see? Physical. Did you guys see? I don't have to like give you whiplash from pivoting so quickly. Did you see last night's Monday night game with Browning? Oh. Jake Browning. Did you see? Yeah. 354 yards? Like, what the? See, that's what, that's what, like, what? Some crazy, competent quarterback what, playing. What, what, what was right? that? 
What was it? Teams that? are showing that Miller you can do were, it. Miller and I were talking about it. And I was like, I was like hammer know, the Jags. I, yeah, Miller's like, I said, lay I, the 10. Give me the 10. And then he goes, you want the 10? I'll give you the 10. I go, no, I, I got cold feet. I was like, no, I don't want it. And I got home from an event and I saw it was 14 to 14. And then next thing you know. Jake Browning had like two incompletions. Like, what the? 354 That's yards. what I mean. Teams are showing that they know. You you can bring in a Josh Dobbs. Well, no, Josh Dobbs has, has morphed in. into Josh. I, here's the question. He Does has, Jake Browning become? Let's see. Yeah. I'm just giving him credit for what was a ridiculously impressive performance last night. Now, again, he's got a good good crew around him with Jamar Chase and others, but... But, wow, that was very impressive. By the way, I'm texting Jesse right now. I texted him and I asked, how credible is that Nightingale report? And he says, very. Wow. Oh, boy. Come on. Let's crank up some Cub heat right now. He'll be on at four. Yeah. All right. When we come back, you know what? I will uh, try to lighten the mood with a couple of nonsensical stories. Yeah, let's do that. I have a good shoplifting story and a pornography story. Oh, great. Both of them right up my alley. (laughs) Peggy's in for Sylvie. We'll get to that next. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. All right, yeah, the big story today, not so much Bears football, which is a nice break for me. Um, Not that I don't love to talk Bears football, especially with you, Peg. But uh, it seems to be a, a pretty repetitive conversation that we find ourselves in these days, right? So uh, Same old, same old. Yeah, the uh, big news, uh, it seems, according to uh, Bob Nightingale and one high-ranking uh, baseball official, that the Cubs have balked at Shohei Otani's price tag of 10 years and at least $500 million. And fortunately for us, Jesse Rogers is going to join us in about nine minutes to say yay or nay. And the early response, I think, is... He says it is a very credible report from Bob Nightingale. Oh, my ass would be chapped redder than an apple if I was a Cub fan. Wow. Wow. I'd be a fire engine rear end. And then that means they weren't in it. What did you expect that it was going to get the job done if you were the Cubs? Right. How did you not know it was going to be $500 As the starting point. I'm telling you. Uh, Peg, do you want shoplifting, pornography, Ooh. or robots? Well, I, I'd I, like we a shoplifting all. robot Remote that's that, into porn. No. <laughs> but if you had to choose one individually. Uh, let's are, are do you shoplifting. Bu- okay, shoplifting. Woman, uh, woman arrested for shoplifting during Shop with a Cop event. Oh, come on. Yes. My husband does this and my daughter all the time with the Roselle Police Department. Yes. Come on. Let's go to Livingston County, Missouri, uh, Michigan. Shame. Rather. A 62-year-old woman attempted to shoplift from a Walmart in Livingston County during a Shop with a Cop event Saturday, December 2nd, according to Michigan State Police. There were 75 police officers from different agencies present at the event, according to a press release. The event gives area children, through donations from local businesses, an opportunity to partner up with a police officer and shop for themselves and family for the holidays. Yeah. Walmart staff not- uh, notified a Michigan State police trooper who was participating in the event that a woman who attempted to steal $727 worth of merchandise. Was she part of the shop with the cop or she just tried to act like she was part I of it? I think she was... Uh, trying to act like she was part of it. Yes. The trooper followed the woman out to her vehicle, which was parked next to all the patrol vehicles. <laughs> How bold. 
and she was arrested on the site. Oh, uh, that's horrible. It's just as bad as the the people who give the list to their their kids who are selected to shop with the cop and tell them what to go buy for the family. Come on. Yeah, that's just yeah. yeah. What do they do? Explain that to me. So, so typically, you know, it's a kid that is that is selected. Right. That is who maybe, gets an opportunity. Maybe they might be part of a um, a welfare service in a certain um, city or suburb, whatever. So a police officer will pair with that child and go. So the police awesome. department will get a list of names uh, from a local agency of of kids that would qualify that maybe would not get a big Christmas and and then. Um, the cops will shop with them. So you get paired up. Yeah. And there's volunteers it's an awesome as cost. well. It's fantastic. And then, unfortunately, sometimes. And this douche ruins Sometimes it. someone will, you know, slip a little note in. You're like, wait a minute. Why, why are you buying a, a flat iron when you're six years old? And it's like, well, my mom wanted one. And it's like, mm. yeah. 700 and something Darn dollars it. worth of stuff. What's the porno one? Uh, oh, that's one. I was going to go next to the robots, but if you want to go straight I, I'm to not, the porn. I don't like anything. I don't I like robots. I was going to ask you if I robots like scare you. I don't like robots. I don't like space. I don't want any of that. I, you know, it's so funny. Robots don't bother me as much as space. I'm scared to death of space. I it's hate. one of those things where I'm scared of something I don't really understand. I can't wrap my brain around it. I can't either. And I just don't even want to think about it. I have no idea what yeah. you're looking at through no. the... Uh, the no. And Any I know of, that we're just a little. Yes. Do you flat. believe in aliens? Uh, yeah, I yeah. think that they're that. I don't believe they're roaming our Earth, no. so to speak, but I do believe they're yes, out there. Yes, there is a presence. Well, I just want you to know the first humanoid robot factory is about to open. Does that scare you? No. A factory planning to pump out ten thousand two-legged robots a year is taking shape in Salem, Oregon. Of course. About to help Amazon and other companies with dangerous hauling, lifting, and moving. That's what oh, you say. Well, you see that. That's in... what you say. Uh, but then they start to take yeah, over the, the... They take over the office jobs. Yes. <laughs> well, and then they take over the world. I'm not talking about them just taking jobs. I'm talking about them having a little bit of a nefarious motive. Well... So you're not as scared. Okay, no. finally, before we get to Jesse, uh, yeah, UK porn, porn watchers could have their faces scanned. Uh, excuse me? Pornography users could have their faces scanned to prove their age with extra checks <gasps> for young-looking adults. Draft guidance from uh, a website suggests. The watchdog has set out a number of ways explicit sites can prevent children from viewing the smut. The average age children first view pornography, it says here, is 13, a survey suggests. So what they're actually doing is they're instituting a facial scan to make sure that you're of age. Why don't you use the facial scan to get all the predators who are looking at the pornography? I don't know how to you. How about you do that? Yeah, we can do that as well, hopefully. To check their age... Well, I think that what they're trying to do is make sure that, you know... Yeah, you, someone who's under the age yeah. of 18 can't, is not viewing it. I think it's a good system, Peg. I think it's a good start. I, 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 I think don't, it's a good I start. I think it's a good know. start. It's not the end-all, be-all. I think it's a good start. What's the, 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 uh, I don't know. Come on. I mean, for, it's better for than generations, nothing, isn't it? is it better young than nothing? boys learned about it from 
in the woods. Stealing in the woods. What do you mean in the woods? Stealing a magazine. What do you mean in the woods? Back in the day. In the woods. What are you in the woods for? Oh, in the woods. No, this was the thing back in the back in the nineties. Yeah, doing what? There'd be there'd be pornography in the woods. You'd have it was a right in the it was a right of passage. I don't know how it got in the basement. I don't know how it got there. But yes, there's just, plenty you of just places. Out of the woods and there you mean was like a magazine? magazine? Yes, yeah. yes. It was like a rite of passage at a certain age. Uh, Jeff, go out to no, uh, no, no, the Forest this Preserve. Was... Take a left when you see yes. the oak tree. Take a right when you see the maple tree. Go five steps and then and do then, two yes. feet underground. That was a lazy run dad. The, run past the mulberry bush and you'll find yourself in another bush. That what was a have? dad that did not want to have the conversation. Yeah. No, no, it wasn't he my dad. His, I'm saying he no, buried, was amongst, dad. He buried dad. his He buried oh. his porn in the forest. Yes. Told his kid to go find yeah, it. I don't think like it was really. Treasure hunt. I don't really think it was a dad thing. I think it was a hunt. There you go. See? Now you're now you the know cold, the joke. The cold medicine is kicking Isn't in for it gives you a great laugh, for doesn't it? That was good. Thank you. That was good. Tyler, you look like you needed to add something to this conversation. No, Have you I'm, been I'm, in the just, woods? I'm shell shocked right now. He's, he's, he's way too young. He he's always headed at his fingertips. You know, he was doing he was going out to the forest and finding baseball cards is what he was doing. Meller was out there looking for penthouse magazines. <laughs> Tyler's out there looking for Cubs baseball cards. It's not going to be an Otani one. Wow. Uh, okay, so we'll pivot from this nonsense. Uh, Jesse Rogers is going to join us from Nashville. I want to go to Nashville, not for the uh, general managers meeting in Major League Baseball. I just want to go there and hang out for a few days. But Jesse will add a little clarity to this story. From, I bet uh, you Jesse uh, did some woods porn in his day. Oh, well, you know what? Once, absolutely. Once we get past the very important discussion about Otani, I think we leave now. We'll I think we leave with that. Then we get to it. I, I don't he, think so. I think I, we'll all get fired. I think he met Sylvia the Woods. You're right, probably. <laughs> and they went looking together. I don't know what that means. You and I will talk at this break, and then if you describe <laughs> it appropriately, go get a medicine ball from and Starbucks. It's, and it's worth repeating to the people. I will do that. But up next, <laughs> Jesse Rogers talks to us about what's happening in Nashville. You don't want to miss this.